0: a walk in my stilettos where our goal is to help you walk in your greatness. I'm your host Makini Smith. The purpose of this show is to inspire you to walk in your greatness. We have conversations with amazing women that are letting us take a walk in their stilettos so that we can continue to walk in a manner worthy of our calling. Today's guest, we have Azalee Hart. She's a YouTuber with almost 185,000 subscribers. She's a digital media host on BlogTO and Carnivlog. She's full of love, energy, and this girl loves to eat, which is something I (laughs) admire. (laughs) I do. I love food. So please welcome to the show, Azalee Hart. (laughs) Hi, thank you for having me. No no. problem. Thank you so much for agreeing to come on. I mean, you know, since we met, I was like, okay, I have to have this girl on the show. I love your energy. I love your personality. And, you know, me being an introvert, when I meet people like yourself, I'm like, okay, I wish I could be like you. So I'll just share you with the rest of the world.
1: Oh, I mean, I feel like I'm an introvert too. So, (laughs) I mean, I did have that event, you know, to try to get us all to meet each other. maybe something like Introverts United. Oh, I love that. You know what I mean? Because... I feel like a lot of creators behind the scenes, because we're always working by ourselves, we don't necessarily have that time where we could mix and mingle with other creators. And most of them are also introverts. So we have to kind of put ourselves in those situations
0: together. I, I love that you pointed that out because when I first started in the entrepreneur journey, I was like, okay, I am totally introverted. And then, of course, you know, the naysayers that will tell you you're not cut out for certain things or you don't have the personality or whatever for certain things. Right. And I started to put myself out there. And as you, you know, mentioned that I did meet a lot of amazing creatives that are introverted. So, right. yeah, we do need to have something for, you know, Introverts United. Definitely. definitely. <laughs> <laughs> so... yes. <laughs> I I love to start the show by asking this question because we all have so many titles as women um especially creatives and I feel like one of the most important titles that we have is our name because it's something that we are called many times a day and it holds meaning and I wanted right. to know if you knew what your name meant
1: Um no Azalea is just a flower um mm-hmm. And I kind of, when people ask me where it came from, I just kind of say it's a flower and my mom liked it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. (laughs) I feel like maybe I should have dug deeper into that at some point, but I never did. (laughs) Okay, cool.
0: Okay. Okay. So, I mean, when you were a little girl, what did you always want to be? Did you always want to be, you know, a YouTuber or a host?
1: Um, no, not necessarily. I think when I was younger, I was super influenced by uh, my mom and and my mom passed away when I was young. So I just kept saying to myself, I want to be what she was. So I I grew up thinking like, I want to be a teacher. I want to go to York University because my mom uh, finished her graduate studies there. Although she she was a teacher in Trinidad. And then she was an ESL teacher here. So Um, You know, I was like, I just want to learn Spanish because she was also a Spanish teacher in Trinidad. Um, Mm. So I was like, I want to learn Spanish. I want to be a teacher. And that was kind of what I wanted to be up until I got to university and decided that that's not what I want (laughs) to (laughs) be.
0: So how did you discover your passion? I think that
1: uh, for a long time I would just be watching um, entertainment shows and I was always thinking like I want to do that but I never knew that you could go to school um, to learn how to be a broadcaster Mm. and when I did figure that out finally um, I actually figured that out because I saw uh, Patricia Jagannath posted on her Facebook saying that she went to school for broadcast journalism and then I was like oh you can go to school for that. (laughs) So I started um, bouncing between whether I wanted to go to school for radio or if I wanted to go to school for broadcasting. And then the program that I found was um, for both television broadcasting and also radio so I could dabble in both. Mm -hmm. Um, So when I went to school for that, uh, one of our school projects was to start a YouTube channel, and that's where Carnivlog was born. And,
0: um, yeah, and then that was it. Okay so <laughs> you 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 got into YouTubing as a project from school? Yes. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So <laughs> okay, so explain explain how that journey started for you um being a YouTuber.
1: Okay. So um it was I was on my way to Trinidad for Carnival and my teacher was actually on both of my professors actually were on one of my flights because they're they were married and they were going to Grenada for Vacation. And this was during reading week. And they had a stopover in Trinidad. So she was asking me what I was going to Trinidad for. And I explained that it was for carnival. And she just thought it was the most fascinating thing. And she said, (laughs) You know what? You need to do is document that. And I was like, Well, I had no way of documenting it on this trip, and then she said, "Well, for your next carnival that you go to, be sure to document it." So my next carnival that I did go to was Cayman Islands, mm-hmm. and I was sure to rent a camera from school, and I documented it, and I put together a little um, mini vlog docu series for her, and that's that's how the YouTube channel began. For, wow!
0: For Chronovlog. Kind of vlog. Okay, so yeah. how long how long have you been YouTubing?
1: I've been YouTubing for about four years now, maybe three. Yeah, about four years.
0: Okay. So what advice would you give to someone starting out as a YouTuber?
1: I think it's all about finding something that you're passionate about and then something that you're willing to do for free. Because a lot of people get into YouTubing because they say, you know, I want to be a YouTuber. I want to make money doing YouTube. Mm -hmm. And yes, it's a possibility. And yes, you can make money. There is money to be made. But you can't go into it thinking that that's the whole purpose of you doing it. I just wanted to really share Trinidadian culture with people. And then when I started my separate YouTube channel, um, that was because it was out of passion of trending topics and pop culture and entertainment because I really want to be an entertainment host. So and that's where the second channel started from. And that one I was just doing for fun.
0: And then that one is the one that blew up. Okay. So, okay, can you talk a little bit more, actually, about both? Like, can you um, share how you started, um, you know, the journey with Carnivlog, what what that's more about so people can look into...
1: Sure. So Carnivlog is a channel that solely focused on um, my Caribbean culture, uh, mainly Trinidadian culture. But I did I was traveling to different carnivals uh, very often. Jamaica, Cayman Islands, Barbados, and I was always documenting my time there. Mm -hmm. Um, So that channel is focused on that. But then it kind of changed into a channel where I was interviewing Soca artists and um is showing more stuff like that rather than just showing myself in a carnival because mm-hmm. how many I just thought how many times can I possibly show that <laughs> and so when I finished school um, I actually started my internship at Much Music E and M three so I was there for three months and that's where I really realized I, I love 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 entertainment so. Um, When I wasn't getting hired on because Bell Media was doing a lot of layoffs at that time. So I didn't get hired on and I started working at another YouTube channel. Um, I got hired on as a co host. Mm -hmm. Um, But that content wasn't really something that I was really interested in. It was just um, something to kind of help me lay some bricks. Um, mm-hmm. So eventually, that's I stemmed off from that YouTube channel, and then I started my entertainment channel, which is just my name, Azalea Hart. Um, it it originally started as Daily List was the name mm-hmm. of it, mm-hmm. and it was focused on all pop culture, Disney, and stuff like that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and then I just changed it over to my own to my own name, and that one um, did great. It blew up really quickly. Um, and now I'm at 185,000 subscribers on that channel that channel has been active for
0: almost two years. Oh, wow. That's well, that's amazing. Like, okay. So uh, how do I say this? So how was, how would someone who wants to get into YouTubing, you know, they have stuff that they're passionate about, they have value, you know, valuable content, but I know, you know it's a platform that so many people like you said are getting into because they can make money off of but how would they go about you know building an audience or you know getting subscribers like i, I know it's not easy uh, i'm going to say that because i i'm working multiple social media platforms and i've made my attempt with youtube and i'm like i, I don't understand <laughs> you know right. you have certain people that will subscribe but then they don't watch videos like, how do you get views like explain how that process works Right. Well, that's like
1: it's at this point is very complicated. And a lot of larger YouTubers will even say this that we just don't understand anymore how the platform works mm-hmm. because they've changed the algorithm so many times that we don't even know what. Uh, what content to upload anymore. And and Lily Singh said this best is that she just felt like, this is why Lily Singh took a break in November, was because she felt like it just became so much work. Like she was just spitting out content all the time because if you didn't, you would just become irrelevant. Right. And my channel... Um, for example, and I guess my channel will be the best example for this is I was putting out, um, consistent content for a really long time. And that's why my views are so high. If you look at it from a year ago, mm-hmm. um, I w- I had, you know, upwards of millions of views, hundreds of thousands, tens of thousands, any video that I uploaded automatically would get tens of thousands of views. Mm-hmm. Um, and then maybe about a year ago, it kind of just stopped. Because I did, um, I didn't take a break, but I don't, the, al- the algorithm had changed, mm-hmm. and, but then I became discouraged. So the channel, um, now, so although my subscribers are growing, my views are less and less. I don't even get 1% of my subscribers watching my videos. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people would say that maybe YouTube is punishing, like for lack of a better word, uh, my channel for not pushing out c- content consistently, mm-hmm. um, and they're just not sending it out to my. Uh, they're not notifying my subscribers that I have. I put up a new video. Mm-hmm. So um, for people who want to start on YouTube, that's why I was saying you kind of just have to have it. Do it as a passion because you just want to get content out there. Right. But having people have access to your videos is a whole other ball game. <laughs> like, <laughs> you, like, but beyond using. Um, hashtags and keywords, you would have to just share it on your own, your Instagram, share it on your Twitter and get your own friends and families to watch it and share it. And it would have to start like that. Like that's the only way I think.
0: Okay. Starting a new channel. So basically just organically, um, you know, getting the support and sharing it on other platforms and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, because YouTube, I feel like, is the only platform that you can gain organic subscribers, whereas on Instagram and such, you could pay for um, followers or find ways to, you know, do follow for follow. On YouTube, that's, you know, YouTube illegal. Like, mm-hmm. you can't do follow for follow. And if they mm-hmm. find out that you are, they'll, they'll penalize you for that.
0: Right. Yeah. Okay. So- Okay, I would love so... to get better advice <laughs> for people to join, but
1: oh I would love to get better advice, but it's such, it's it's such a strange platform right now. It's really difficult for people to strive. And that's why so many YouTubers, like really large YouTubers are, um, you know, having breakdowns and, you know, burning out because they just feel like creating machines and, they're not you know they're human beings and they can't put out content every single day for the you know
0: i i totally get where you're coming from with that because i i think i made the initiative when i was like okay i'm going to actually make use of this youtube channel i have it but i'm not using it and i started putting out content but it was like even sharing it on other platforms i didn't see the the return on investment, basically, right? Um, you know, it's it was easier to get interaction and engagement on, you know, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, right? but YouTube seemed so challenging. And like you said, you know, there's that burnout and I didn't even I didn't even begin to put out that much content. But I was like, hmm, let me just take a step back before, you know, I right. <laughs> totally yeah. go down the the wrong path with this. Um, right. so yeah, I did, I definitely did put that on pause, but thank you for that, that advice.
1: So no let's
0: talk about, um, TO, how did you become a host on blog TO? So, um, when I
1: noticed that BlogTO TO started adding hosts to their videos, um, I decided to reach out and I kind of used my YouTube channel as leverage and as a, not as leverage, but I used it as a demo. So I kind of showed, you know, um, how many subscribers I have. And I showed the content that I do. That I do. Um, and, you know, you get to see me on camera also. So um, I was called in for an interview. And this is when they just first, first started to use hosts. So they only had one host at the time. And um, I had my interview and I had my, um, my example video, my, my tryout mm-hmm. video. And, mm-hmm. and it's been history since then. And now there's five of us. And we're like a happy little family. <laughs>
0: okay, so for, for okay, majority of my audience is not from Canada. Like I have people okay. from Australia and Sweden and like the UK and Africa. So just explain what BlogTO is okay. for those who have uh, no idea.
1: Okay. So BlogTO is a media publication here in Toronto. Um, it did start as, I guess, you, I guess as a blog. Um, it was just a website where they were going to different restaurants around the city, trying out the food and saying kind of what they liked and what they didn't like or um, showcasing events going on in the um, or s- special events like Um, For example, the Christmas market or lighting festivals, things like that. And then they started adding hosts. So now as a host, I get to go to all these cool festivals and um, kind of experience it on camera for the viewers. And it kind of gets people even more excited to go and try it because then they see us doing exciting things and like, wow, I really need to check that out because I want a cool photo for my Instagram or I want to go eat that food. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's what BlogTO is. It's just, it's a Toronto tour guide online. essentially. Love, it. <laughs> Love
0: yeah. it. So, I mean, you have to interact with a lot of people and, you know, earlier you were talking about, you know, the burnout of putting out the con like putting out content for YouTube and stuff like that. Like, what is your self-care routine? Like, what are things that you do on a regular basis to, you know, um, make sure that you're taking care of you?
1: Okay. Well, I will say number one, that the burnout thing is very real. (laughs) You, I think people notice you when you're having that burnout, when you're not putting out consistent content. So one thing that I want to, I always try to share with people is that, you know, every day is not rainbows and cupcakes and daisies, you know, like Mm -hmm. a lot of days are really hard when you're working for yourself, you're working as a freelancer. Um, But sometimes I just have to have a day where I'm not doing anything mm-hmm. uh, like so, because some days I some days I can't get out of bed some days I'm just like I just need to lay here and watch Netflix mm-hmm. and do nothing but then other days I'm super motivated uh, and on those days are the days where I try to remember like yesterday I had a very just motivated day and maybe because it was j- January 1st <laughs> but right. I was like I need to get work done today like I need to start <laughs> the new year right Um, But I think for self-care, I read a lot of, you know, self-care books. I try to write, you know, what I'm grateful for every single night. Um, Even if it's small things, like I'm grateful for, you know, the tea that my dad brought me home or the, you Mm -hmm. know, small things. Um, And I think it's like when when you're grateful for those small things, you get more of the bigger things. Agreed. Yeah. So I think for self-care, those are you know, the best tips I can give you is just to give yourself a break when you feel like you need it and don't push yourself. So.
0: I, I think that's uh, an important point to touch on. I remember when I first started out in my entrepreneur journey, like my health wasn't the greatest. Um, my well, I don't call it my because I'm not claiming it anymore. Um, but I I had suffered with fibromyalgia, which is like um, your it's an autoimmune Um, disorder so you're you know you're in pain a lot you get migraines a lot dizzy spells like you just really don't feel well if you feel like you have the flu all the time and um it was really bad at the beginning of my entrepreneur journey and i used to be really hard on myself when i wanted to take time off Right. You know, even though I physically needed it, and I needed to rest. But I seen, you know, everyone else around me like was going hard. And then there was like, you know, team no sleep and hustle hard and all these, you know, hashtags for entrepreneurs right. at the time. Mm-hmm. And I think I was, I used to get really down on myself. And, you know, I'm almost 10 years now into being self-employed. And now I'm like, no, no, it is totally okay. If I feel to take the entire day off and do nothing, I will right. do nothing. And that's my self-care. Right. So I think it's important because, you know, there's a lot of entrepreneurs out here creating this image that it's okay to burn out, <laughs> right? Because it's, it's not, it's not healthy. It's not, it's not good for you.
1: And social media is, you know, a major, major factor in, you know, everybody's self-esteem, no matter who they are, because you're mm-hmm. always looking at somebody who may be doing better than you, but you don't know what they're going through behind mm-hmm. you know the image that they're portraying on social media and I feel like that's why on social media lately I've been trying to put out a little bit more personal um anecdotes mm-hmm. in my captions at least to yep. tell people that you know I'm not because people think I live this amazing life I'm not <laughs> saying I'm not grateful and that I don't live an amazing life but I also do have really really down days days that you don't want to experience you know what I mean mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's important to stay off of social media sometimes because <laughs> like you said, people are like, yes, hustle hard, 24 seven, no sleep. I'll sleep when I'm dead. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's yeah, not healthy. Yeah. Yeah, it's, not, I agree.
0: it's not healthy. I agree. So, I had, um, I, so as, as you mentioned, I too have been as transparent as possible With my captions on Instagram and uh, especially on my personal Facebook page, really sharing both ups and downs of the journey because you know you do see a lot of entrepreneurs just share the highlight reel on social media, and then those who are not self-employed get this image that I'm going to quit my job because they're living this fabulous life, right? And I think that it's extremely important that people see both sides and they understand what they're getting into because entrepreneurship is not for everyone, Um, and I think. That, you know, you see people on social media, like you said, living this glamorous life, they're dressed up all the time, they're doing certain things. And I have to tell women all the time, especially a lot of the clients that I connect with, because they're like, yeah, I see you online. And I don't understand you're able to like, be a mom and travel and have a relationship and do all these amazing things. Like, where do you find the time? And I have right. to let them know, like, when you see a picture on social media that I'm dressed up, that was probably the one time for the week <laughs> that I was dressed up. I am wearing my sweats with my headscarf on. Like, I don't, I'm not on 24-7. I can't be. I'm not built that way. Right. Um, so it, it's important that people see both sides. So I think that's great. So speaking of that, like, you know, what, what inspired you to take a leap of faith and to go after your dreams for the route that you're on now?
1: I actually, while I was in school at, for, for broadcast journalism, I read so many books. And the main book that I keep going back to is, um, I said, You're a Badass. Is that what it's called? Have you ever um, heard of that book? You're, uh, it's, it's like, You're a Badass, or something like that. Anyways, um, let me just look at the is, her, stuff, is her but... name
0: Rachel, the author? Is it Rachel? Um... Jen
1: C- 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 Sincero.
0: Okay. Jen yeah, yeah, Sincero.
1: Yeah. You, yeah. Yes. So I actually, that book, I just used to read all the time and highlight and make notes, um, color coordinated notes. <laughs> and that was kind of my way because I was going to school originally for um, psychology and criminology at York oh, wow. University. And then, cause really what I initially, after the whole, I want to be a teacher phase, um, I wanted to help abused women. Mm-hmm. But then when I realized that my heart is just way too weak to <laughs> even step foot right into that, um, field of work, I just, I could not, I can't, mm-hmm. I, I, my gut couldn't even handle that. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I took time off of school, Um, and went back to school for broadcasting. That's when I had to really start reading books about taking a leap of faith because I knew that this was, you know, a different type of world that I was now entering, Mm -hmm. um, that this was going to take a lot of work to get to where I want to be. So I think it was a lot of books, reading a lot of books and having faith in myself, um, Mm -hmm because I didn't feel like I was getting the support that I needed from people who were in my life at that time. So I just think I would not have made it this far had I not believed in myself. So it was a lot of just self-belief.
0: I I, I totally, totally understand where you're coming from with that. So how did you deal with uh, moving forward and not having the support from family and friends? Because I have a lot of people ask me that all the time because I, 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 I get tunnel vision when I have a goal and whether it be, it could be my parents, my siblings, it doesn't matter. Like, you know, they tell me, Oh, I don't think you should do it because, or, you know, out of love, they try and talk me out of it. I'm like, "Mm, yeah, that's great. But (laughs) yeah, I'm still going forward. So how do you, how did you deal with that? Well,
1: actually at the time it was, um, I was in a relationship with somebody who thought that they were giving me support, but they were actually just very, very discouraging. Um, And it just became detrimental to my own success. Mm -hmm. It like blocked my blessings because every day it was a fight over my career. Mm -hmm. And it was always like, you know what? I think you should get a nine to five. I think you should do this. I think you should do this. And I was like, no, like, let me, work on my dreams. Like I'm trying, I'm working towards something. And it was always, well, how long is it going to take? You know what I mean? And I couldn't Mm -hmm. give that answer. Mm -hmm. Eventually, um, it just got to a point where I couldn't take it anymore. And I kind of had to choose whether I wanted to move forward with my dreams on my own, or if I wanted to, um, and leave the relationship or, um, stay in the relationship and kind of just fight every single day. Right. And so I, I ended up just deciding like enough was enough and I didn't want to do it anymore. And I, And I just left the relationship. And when I did leave the relationship, my YouTube channel started to, (laughs) you know, really grow in numbers and, you know, so many things started happening for me. And I was just, that's when I first realized that you can block your blessings by keeping people in your life who should not be in your life anymore.
0: That is so important. Yes. <laughs> so uh, as you're talking, I'm, in my head, I'm like, oh my God, me too. So, yes. <laughs> and that is why I feel that it's very important um, to have women like yourself come on the show and really share their transparent journey. because. You know you'll have women that are listening that say, "Oh my God, me too," because right. there are so many women out here blocking their own blessings that they don't realize that your boo is the blockage half the time yes if absolutely. you are not <laughs> if you are not with someone that you were supposed to be aligned with right. and if they do not see your vision, they don't believe in your vision and they're not here to help grow your vision, they're blocking your vision right exactly. very very early on in my entrepreneurial journey um I was dating someone who, you know, full-time nine-to-fiver, and I jumped into entrepreneurship. And at the time, it was um, selling real estate, but you're self-employed. So, you know, I had to do deals all the time. That's, you know, sometimes you're looking at a $10,000 paycheck or more. And there was one time we were out with the kids. We were at Chuck E. Cheese, and I had a client that was ready to sign the deal. The deal needed to be signed, and, you know, there's deadlines. So it was like it needed to be signed by, let's say, 10 o'clock at night. And I told the client to come and meet me next door at the coffee shop. And I said to him, I got to go sign this deal. I'll be back in five minutes to watch the kids. And he's like, you got to do this right now? Like he started <laughs> to make a fuss about it. And I'm thinking- right. Bruh, this is like <laughs> 10 grand. Can you hold on five minutes? And I started to think about that incident after the fact and a few other things, how he wasn't very supportive. And right. he, didn't very, he didn't really understand the hustle and the dedication that it took to be an entrepreneur. It's not something you turn off. right? Um, and I decided to end the relationship. And right. I've definitely soared since, so I totally, totally can relate with you on that. I get it. <laughs> yes, the, like
1: certain relationships, they because especially if they're long term, um, they influence everything about you know your present and your future. So mm-hmm. it's like when you're you're in a relationship and you have to consult somebody else over every single decision you make, that just wasn't sitting well in my soul. <laughs> And I was just like, I can't, I was like, I need to figure out what I'm doing. And, you know, like at the time, like when the breakup happened, I was just, I was so okay. I was so Mm -hmm. okay with it because I had really made peace already that this is not working out. And it was like, once you make peace in your own mind, like you'll be fine. Cause I was fine. Even after that, you know, (laughs) not even a, a tear shed from my eyes over that. You know what I mean? It was just like, you just move forward, feeling so powerful. Especially because, you know, I saw, you know, the fruition of the seeds that I planted, you know, while I was in in that relationship for my career. And I was just like, this wasn't going to happen if I stayed. It just wouldn't have. It wouldn't, it would not have.
0: Because I was being pressured to Yes.
1: Yeah. I was being pressured to stop.
0: (laughs) Those are definitely things that women need to pay attention to. Um, and, And sometimes, you know, I'm going to, I was going to say they, but we, cause I've been there in the past where we right. make excuses for our partner. Um, yes. But you have to definitely make note of signs like that to understand that they are blocking your blessings. And there is someone out there for you that will support your dreams because I can personally say like right now I'm in a relationship with someone who supports everything that I do 1000% and any you know, constructive criticism that comes, it's only to make what I'm doing that much greater. Right. So it's important to, you know, have the right people around you. So what other adversities have you had to overcome to get to where you are today?
1: Um, I guess a major, you know, life changing thing that happened and something that I do want to speak more about um, to other women, because it's another, I guess, me too moment is that, mm-hmm. um, you know, I was actually assaulted when I was 16 um, oh, wow. by a masked man I, at gunpoint. Um, oh wow. So, so yeah, and that's something that I, I feel like I just never talked about for mm-hmm. you know a long a long time. I went to therapy maybe five times and decided that it was I didn't need it when mm-hmm. <laughs> when in reality I probably needed it, but I just really didn't want to talk. To somebody anymore, and um, I—that's—I think that's when I first became introverted. Because I think as a child and as a teenager, I was very outgoing and extroverted, kind of. I would mm-hmm. say, but then um, after that happened when I was in high school, um, I stopped talking to everybody. So I have a hard time trusting people. But when mm-hmm. I—but—but but because I have a hard time trust pe- trusting people, this is going to sound silly. But because I have a hard time trusting people. I super trust people. Do you know what I mean? Mm, I try to give everybody yeah. the benefit of the doubt.
0: So right. I
1: just, I think because I, I, feel like I have such a good heart. I'm like, okay, everybody, like, so everybody else has to have a good heart. Like, people can't, <laughs> you know. I try to think yeah. like that. So that was something, and that's something still that I struggle with every single day. Like, I don't think there's a day that passes that I, that, um, I don't think something terrible is going to happen to me. Like, that somebody's going to try to hurt me. Do you, you know what I mean? So yeah. it's like every day. So it's every day. There's an everyday struggle where if I'm alone in a parking garage, I'm like, oh, my God, is anybody around me? Or if I hear footsteps behind me, I spin around quickly so that I see who's behind me fast. Or, you know, if if my dad doesn't answer his phone for, you know, for a long period of time, I'm like, oh, my God, did something happen? Mm-hmm. You know, because I mean? I'm always thinking, you know, f- the worst case
0: scenario. It's it's the trauma, right? So it's because anxiety the that's created because of the trauma. I mean, no matter what the trauma is, whether it's been sexual assault, whether it's been a car accident, whether it's right. been death, you know, trauma creates an anxiety within us that oftentimes we don't even realize why we are that way. So it's, I mean, it's great that you've pinpointed, you already know why you, right. know, you yeah. become um, anxious or, you know, st- stuff like that with certain situations. Um But like you mentioned before, the the therapy part of it, you know, you know, you may possibly still need to go that route (laughs) just to help you to to cope with it. (laughs) Right, exactly. Like therapy is an
1: important thing. (laughs) Like people think therapy is a joke, but therapy is, you know, probably, and a great thing for this generation and time that we're living in. Um, I feel like we all need it. I think everybody
0: needs it's, therapy. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> therapy is not a negative word. We all need someone to talk to. We all need to be able to release what's inside. Because if we're able to express it, we get it out and you know, we can get the assistance and, and help that we need to get through things rather than suppress it and end up with depression. I think that's why there's so much mental health um, and a lot of emotional uh, well-being issues in society today because everyone's trying to suppress things. Everyone's trying to play the tough guy. Right. Everyone's trying to deal with things on their own when really we need each other. We need therapy and we need to be able to express ourselves and to let it out.
1: Right. Exactly. But I think, you know, because of these things that have happened to me in my life, you know, with my mom dying and with, you know, the assault and, mm-hmm. you know, getting to the place that I am now, I think obviously I, I try not to look at any of these things in negative Ways, although yes, they're traumatizing. Um, they still made me into the person that I am now, which is you know right. kind of cliche, but it's true because I feel like now I am super you know empathetic and sympathetic, and um, you know I don't judge people quickly. I always wonder mm-hmm. what's going on in the back of their minds first, you know, before mm-hmm. you know I like I, so I don't like to fight with people. I don't like confrontation, you know. I try to you know I treat everybody the same you know like you see you've seen those memes that say you know you treat the the janitor the same as the ceo yes,
0: i feel like I'm,
1: yes. i feel like i'm that person yes. i feel like
0: i do treat everybody the same because, because we are all people <laughs> you know so i i totally 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 agree you know um you said the, about the saying being a cliche about um Sorry, uh, about, you know, how your the experiences that happened to you, the reason why you are the way that you are. And as much as it's a cliche, I find for all of the amazing strong women that I've had conversations with, it's a fact. The right. reason why we are able to be who we are today is because of the things that happened to us in the past that we got through, that we were exactly. able to overcome, that we were able to learn from, that able, we were able to push past. so. Exactly. You know, it's, it's unfortunate, um, that these negative things happen, but it's also the way that I see it. It's fortunate because it, it creates these amazing beings who want to go on and do more in the world and be more and help more and right. and create a better place because you don't want other people to experience what you experienced. Right. Exactly. I think that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Tell us, before we go into the final segment of the show, where people can find you online. Okay. Um, To find me online, you can find me on
1: Instagram at Azalea Zoe, A-Z-A-L-E-A-Z-O-E. That's my first name and my middle name. Um, You could also find my Karna Vlog, which is my Caribbean YouTube channel at the same name, Azalea Zoe on YouTube. And you can find my other pop culture YouTube channel at Azalea Heart.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Okay. So, um, <laughs> it's no surprise that I have an obsession with stilettos and I keep reminding people it's not <laughs> a superficial thing. There are so many reasons behind it. You know, it forces me to walk with purpose. It elevates me. You know, there's so many amazing reasons behind it. Um, right. but I was reading an article that explained, they said that, um, what your, your favorite shoe says a lot about your personality. Okay. Um, you know whether your favorite shoe is a flip flop, a boot, a stiletto, a wedge, a running shoe, like so. I'm going to ask you, Azalee, what is your favorite <laughs> type of shoe?
1: I'm going to say, can I say for right now this season? Yep. Yeah. Okay, right now this season is I have a pair of burgundy thigh high suede boots,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, high heel boots.
0: Mm-hmm. Um.
1: And I just love those. I just feel like a superstar
0: (laughs) Wow! when I wear them. (laughs) It says the person who loves wearing high heel boots will always be the one to take control of the situation. Mm. Oh, I like it. All right. All right. Okay. Okay. So the final segment of the show, I call it a walk in her stilettos. Today, we will call it a walk in her high heel boot. (laughs) (laughs) So it's where you share general inspiration from your walk. So um, I ask a few questions and you just say the first thing that comes to mind. Okay. So let's start with, if you could have a gigantic billboard anywhere with anything on it, what would it say and why?
1: Anywhere in the world?
0: Yeah, if you can have a gigantic billboard with anything on it, what would it say and why?
1: I'm going to say right now, because I thought about this during Christmas um, in Nathan Phillips Square, that it would just be so epic to have one of my own YouTube videos playing somewhere in Nathan Phillips Square on one of those huge big screens.
0: (laughs) Awesome. 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 Well, girl, I, I got the plug. Um, I can, uh, we will talk offline, but um, I've got the plug to get you a, a billboard. So we'll oh. talk. We'll talk. Oh.
1: Okay. I like, <laughs> we'll, I like we'll where talk. this
0: is going. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> Next question. Uh, name one of the most worthwhile investments you've ever made worthwhile investments it could be money time energy okay I
1: think I would have to say putting myself through school um another cliche but um truly is that I feel like I burned all the money that my mom and dad saved for me <laughs> when I went to university um mm-hmm. But then I just, I worked and I put myself through um, broadcast journalism school. So I think that was a great investment because it was something that I was scared to do. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I did it. So I'm always, I'm always going to be proud of that.
0: That's awesome. That's personal development. You invested in yourself, right? That's right. Amazing. That's amazing. Yes. Next question. Name a new belief, behavior, or habit that has improved your life in the last five years.
1: Okay, last five years. I'm going to say something most recently is Mm -hmm. that I started really getting into um, beads and crystals, Mm -hmm. Um, and I mean, not you know, it sounds crazy, but um, at my influence event, you you received. M- um, you yep. received yep. in your bag a white howlett stone yep. and um i have the stones as well and uh, the men at the event got um onyx stones and i have both so i've been wearing them every single day and i don't know if it's just the fact um that you start believing in something or if the stones really work, but I've been sleeping better, you know, with my white oh house stone, wow. because it's a, it's a calming stone. Um, it eases your mind and, um, it helps. It's supposed to help you sleep better. And the onyx stone is to keep negative energies away. Mm. So I feel like, you know, this was the second time in in 2018 that I received stones. The first time I received a stone was, Oh, I don't know why I'm bringing this up because I can't remember the name of it. It's a, <laughs> it's a blue stone and it was also for negative energies. And somebody had given it to me around Carabana time. And he it was at a store. The man owns the store and he gave one to myself and my friend. And, you know, both of us, she puts hers in her son's bag and I keep mine in my car. Mm-hmm. And I just, since then, I've just been reading more about them and I want to get more stones. So I think that's something that um, is new to, to my life. And I'm just, I love them. I love stones and crystals and I
0: plan on getting more. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. Okay. Um, (laughs) what advice would you give your younger self? Oh man,
1: to when something doesn't feel right, don't try to force it.
0: Mm, Trust your intuition. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Love it. Okay. Mm, last question um when you feel overwhelmed unfocused or uninspired what do you do Pray. Mm.
1: absolutely pray I feel like um I pray and not I feel like I do I pray you <laughs> know, in the morning um I probably wake up three times before I actually wake up and get out of bed and mm-hmm. each time that I wake up I I wake up and I'm And I, you know, I say, thank you, Lord. And I just say what I'm grateful for. Just thank you for letting me see another day. Thank you for letting me sleep well tonight. You know, and before I go to sleep at night, you know, I do my grateful list and um, I pray before I go to sleep and I pray for, um, you know, my dad and my brother and my loved ones. And throughout the day when I'm feeling, you know, any sort of like anxiety or if I'm getting into my car, you know, I'm just always doing small prayers throughout the day. Love it. that,
0: Yeah. I love it. Important. So I'm very important. <laughs> very. So I, I love the prayer and the gratitude. Um, those are, you know, two key key things in, in my life that I do um, regularly. I'm um, not sure if you're aware, but I have a gratitude journal. So I got to make sure I get you a copy of one of those. Um, yeah, I you love write that. down Yes, we got to get you. So in the morning, you write down um, the five things that you're grateful for for the day. Um, you know, the, the three things you're going to focus on today and what your three affirmations are that you're going to focus on for the day. And at the end of the day is your reflections where you write down, you know, what your highlight of the day was. What did you waste time on? So you know how to, you know, right. that's an activity that you, you need to change and and all that goodness. So, wasting Azalea, time I
1: is, a, is a, is a, a, wasting time is a big thing. So Yes. <laughs> I do need to reflect on that. <laughs>
0: Uh, I find two things regularly, um, that I definitely know that I need to work on because in that spot for wasting time is usually it's scrolling on social media, which I've cut back on a lot. And the other one is worrying because I, I can't be praying and worrying at the same time. So it's definitely a waste of time.
1: Exactly. Yeah, I agree
0: well thank you Azalea for being on the show thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and your story and your journey and inspiring us so tell us one more time where we can connect with you online
1: Azalea Zoe on Instagram and YouTube and my separate YouTube channel for pop culture is Azalea Hart
0: Perfect. Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate Thanks you. Thanks for having me. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> so until next time, download the A Walk in My Stilettos app and subscribe to our newsletter at awalkinmystilettos.com. Make sure you subscribe, rate the podcast, leave us a review. What did you think of the conversation? Do you have any feedback? Do you have any extra tips? And continue to walk in greatness in your stilettos in a manner worthy of your calling.